Becky. And I'm Andy. Our names are fake, but our friendship is real. We are two Gen Xers inviting you to our weekly deep dive into dating, sex, and relationships. Today, we're going to talk about hard no's. What are the deal breakers that you have before you even swipe on a first date or after the first couple of dates? We're also going to do a quick review of kind of an unexpected tool to have in your romantic arsenal. And we're going to give you some great advice about the number one do's and don'ts for a first date. Before we get on to all that, what's happened with you this past week, Ducky? So it's only been a couple of days since our last podcast recording, but it's been a super hot weekend for me. I had Veronica over for the weekend and she came over and hung out for basically a day and a half. We went to a drive-in movie and then she slept over and we had breakfast and quite a bit of sex as it turned out and this is going to sound 100% like a humble brag and maybe it is but I'm doing it anyway I never expected as a 51 year old man for someone 10 years younger than me to send me a text that says thank you for fucking my brains out this weekend and that is one for the books for me I am gonna treasure that text for the rest of my life I mean I don't know where this is going with her i don't know if it's going to be something long term or not but we did have a we did have a good time i can imagine you making an nft of that text to like frame on your bedroom wall or something right that would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) the other thing that happened to me is last week it was kind of like okay once i came back from my vacation with ali i kind of broke things off with samantha And I was kind of like, I don't know, it was not feeling it. I was just like, okay, I think I'm just going to like shut down all the apps and just kind of like see how this small group of folks that I still have remaining, which is basically Lucy, Veronica, and Lisa, who were kind of left in my pool. And then I was like, eh, maybe, you know, maybe I will just do some kind of passive intake. So I have been back on the apps, like just kind of looking around, just trying to see kind of what's out there because the apps are buzzing right now because sexy spring and and hot summer coming up ahead of us. So I think everyone's trying to lock in their someone loving with someone. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening with me. How about you, Andy? As you know, uh, when we last spoke, I expressed that I was processing a relationship slowdown with Brad. We ended up having a really deep, long conversation for hours the other night on the phone, which is funny because it's not something we usually do. We live so close. So talking on the phone has never been our thing. We actually were on the phone for a couple of hours and it was nice. Then yesterday I had kind of like a funny, awkward experience where I was walking with a friend and I ran into him as he was walking on his way to a date and he had come early and wanted to, he had called me actually to see if I wanted to meet up with him for a drink before his date, which I thought was interesting and kind of sweet, a little bit awkward, but not undealable with. And right now I am in the final stretch of anticipation leading up to my trip with uh, the long-awaited trip with the woman I've been engaged in this long-distance flirtation with. 
who we call Jennifer. And she and I are about to meet in person for the first time. So hopefully that will be a sexy good time. I'm like excited about packing and, you know, making it fun for us. I also... I had a date scheduled tonight with a couple and they just canceled like right before we started recording. And I thought it was so interesting the way that they did it. The kind of honesty that you get when you're engaged in like the polyam scene is so refreshing and nice. Like I'm sure everybody's had the experience where, you know, you have a date set up through some app and then either the person like completely ghosts the day of or they um hey sorry last minute change of plans can we move it to next week and that's all you you know about it in this instance because like honesty and transparency are so part of the, the polyamory community she was very clear and she said you know hey we are both looking forward to meeting you but we got in a fight earlier today and now even though we kind of resolved things our energy isn't right? Quite what we'd like it to be for a first date. So we'd love to meet you another time if you're still okay with, with moving it to another day. And I loved that. I thought that was so nice to, to have that kind of level of honesty and transparency. And I really appreciate it too, because I have gone on dates with couples where they're not in the right space to be meeting a third person uh, under any context, uh, sexual or not. And so I uh, really appreciate that self-awareness from them as a couple. And it makes me even more excited to see them when they're ready. How did you meet this couple? Through Field, my favorite Field. dating app. Yeah, Your Field favorite. is a goldmine. My it favorite. It is a goldmine for you. It is a hole yeah. filled with mud and dirt for me. Or actually... Technically, it is a hole filled with nothing for me since nothing ever comes in. Hmm. You and I could not have more different experiences on that. Well, it just goes to show that somebody else breaking down what apps you should use and shouldn't use is total horseshit. You kind of got to download them and see for yourself. Just like dating. Nobody can go on your dates for you. You've got to taste that rainbow, kiss all the frogs, et cetera, et cetera. I think it also probably varies quite a bit by region and area. I mean, you and I are in oh, two separate sure. cities and I think certain apps, I think, just play better in certain cities and they just have a higher percentage of people on them. Mm -hmm, for sure. And Which is why I think at some point I'm still going to have to download Tinder because I've never had it, never tried it. And there's just so many people on it that I figure I got to give it a spin once at least and see what's out there on Tinder. Because apparently everybody's on Tinder except for me. Everyone who's everyone. <laughs> But ooh la la, we are all uh, very excited for your date with Jennifer. And that's this weekend yeah. coming up. Yeah, it's this weekend coming up. Very, very excited about that. And I also had a lot of fun this weekend with friends. One of the nice things um, when you're in a relationship slowdown or if you're between relationships is that extra time can be used to invest in your friendships and uh, hobbies or yourself. And I had a really, really fun weekend with uh, the same friends that I went uh, on vacation with. And I feel like I could spend probably every weekend with those folks and never get sick of them. One of the things when I was dating like seven or eight people all at once, where I was having like those date, those days where I had like three dates at a time and like the whole weekend was dating, basically, I felt like I was just burning out on dating. Like I just never had any downtime. And so now I really need to protect my solo time, protect my time where it's just like me here watching TV, no dates, no nobody, just time to do things on my own. I mean, that's the one nice thing about doing this podcast every week is I kind of block this evening off and not do 
anything else except the podcast. Unlike you, who apparently goes on dates immediately. After. <laughs> and apparently it's not going to happen. So maybe that's a sign from the universe that I should also carve out Mondays for pod night. Who am I to pod shame you into not dating on a, <laughs> on a Monday? Nice topic. Do you want to, do you want to kick it off? Do you have some language? I'll start. You start. Okay. Tonight's topic is an interesting one. What are the no-goes, the deal breakers, the no-ways, the instant turnoffs? What are the things that you just can't handle and why when you are starting to look for someone, either on the apps, in person, or even on that first date? When you discover something and you're just like, oh, oh, hey, or like when texting, that's another time that you're just like, eesh, no, I'm not doing this. So I Mm -hmm. have actually started, because my mind is going in my advanced age, a list of things that is titled, what to check before swiping right. Kind of made myself a list of things to check out because sometimes when I'm like in bed or I'm bored, I will do a swipe right and then someone will accidentally match with me and I'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. What what in the hell was I thinking? This person is deeply religious. Why, why did I do that? So I actually made myself a list of things to check before swiping right. Can we hear what some of the, the hot buttons are for you? Like, what are the, what are the things that prevent you from even swiping on a person? So a couple of things. One, uh, height. Are they way taller than me? Two, do they have a full body picture? I've been burned by that so many times where people have taken amazing pictures from the, let's say, cleavage up and they look awesome. And then you meet them and it turns out, wow, they completely misrepresented themselves. People that are looking for a husband or a kid immediately or looking to have a kid immediately is something that I really try to tune out. Have they ever had a long-term relationship or have they ever been divorced? It's funny because before I was divorced, I would would have normally been like, oh, like, oh, they're divorced. They they may kind of be sort of damaged or uh, do they have a lot of problems? And now I'm kind of like, I kind of want somebody who's been through the grinder. Like, I kind of want someone who's like had that experience and is kind of failed. I, I wouldn't say that's a total deal breaker for me if you haven't, because I've certainly dated people that haven't been divorced, but they've usually had kind of long-term relationships that have crashed and burned somehow, which most people do by the time that they are in their 40s. But sometimes it feels like it helps uh, if, if they've been actually through the divorce process. And then there's, you know, are there too many pictures of you doing yoga? Do you refer to yourself as a yogini swipe? Are you, a, <laughs> oh, I, I, are, do, you do you call yourself a burner swipe? Oh, okay, yeah. burners. Yeah. Okay. So interesting because I have been to Burning Man once, would go again. In fact, very interested in going again because my first experience, I was there with my husband and he was just a miserable canker who kind of brought down my whole experience. miserable canker. I'm being a little bit harsh, (laughs) but my God, he was just so hard to like have fun with. But yeah, when I see people, I know, right? Couldn't you have just slipped him some drugs and. Well, that's the thing. We did drugs. And then he said, oh, 
I guess I know how to have fun at Burning Man. You just have to do a ton of drugs. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, otherwise we're just in the desert, half naked. <laughs> I mean, let's no. be honest, the half, the half naked stuff is, is enough for me. But I mean, for me, it's like, oh, ah, all you're that, like, full white... naked or nothing at all, right? That's, that's right. That's right. I'm all nude. <laughs> I am topless, bottomless. I'm not even there. <laughs> But yeah, the burn, the Burning Man, like, I don't mind one picture from Burning Man, but if I get the sense that your only wild, crazy moment is Burning Man, and that the rest of the year, you're a, like a button down kind of person, I'm, oh, no. Ugh. One picture from Burning Man, fine. I think it's the self-identifying as a burner. Like going, you know, even if you go to Burning Man, and you're just not, it's not like your year long activity. I feel the same way for people that are like big into professional sports, serious. Like if you're into the whole cycle, like, oh, I watch baseball and then I watch football and then I watch basketball and then I'm back to baseball. And it's like, I just, I'm like, that's not for me. There's God only bl- one God kind bless. of ball I'm interested in as well. And it isn't, isn't the kind that you play with on TV. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess if you're on the right channel, it is. Um, yeah, no sports for me either. You must have your own list of deal breakers. Yeah, one of my one over of my... over the age of thirty one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 tending to swipe over thirty. One of my my big huge absolute no's is something that I I saw my parents actually comfortably navigate their entire marriage, and they were married almost fifty years. My dad was a staunch Republican military guy, and my mom a lean Democrat and voted Democrat in every election that I was old enough to ask her about. It's interesting to me that they were able to be married during, you know, the rise of the Trump era, even. I mean, they were too old and my dad was too ill at that time for them probably to even pain separating. But there's no fucking way that I could date a Trump supporter. No fucking way. I, I can't even hate fuck you if you're a Trump supporter. I will just be disgusted. Um, so anything that even smells like you might be Republican or conservative politically is an absolute deal breaker. And I'm pretty good at kind of like sussing it out, even just from the photos. Like you might say nothing, but if you're holding a gun in one of your photos or you've got military hair, uh-uh, no fucking way. Even American flags, it's like, hey, I love Fourth of July and fireworks and apple pie and hot dogs and all that shit. My fondest memories growing up as a kid is like Fourth of July block parties with the whole neighborhood. Love my country, totally support, you know, democracy and freedom and all that. But if I see an American flag in a dating profile right now, I'm just like, have you been paying attention to what that flag symbolizes these days? Because it ain't good. Like the, the ideals that we started out with, or, or maybe espoused and never actually achieved. Sure. Some of those ideals, I'm still like, yes, like we got to work towards those. But if you're like hard into Trump and, you know, still thinking that there was an election that was stolen or anything like that, absolutely not. So that's a hard no for me. What about if you cosplayed some MAGA people, you could get the red hats and maybe oh, like pad your body up and like, do that kind of stuff. That could be that could be fun. You could be like, no, oh, oh, no. Then people, I have to say, the, the another... caravans come over the border. Oh, but I'm coming over the border. 
Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any MAGA people coming anywhere near me, literally or figuratively, and definitely not sexually. I have an interesting opposite one of that, which is hmm. people that are too, their entire life is fighting the patriarchy, social justice rally crew. I love <laughs> all those causes, but if that is your source of weekend fun, we're not going to match. Okay, that's really funny because I, I handed over my, my social profile, my dating profiles to a friend this weekend and I was like, hey, give me a little tune up. What do you think? And she was looking at my OkCupid okay profile. And the first thing that it says under my pictures is climate change activist. Now, when I go to edit that section, there's nothing that I can check or uncheck that changes that. I have no idea why it says climate change activist. Did I join a group at some point? It's not in my, anything that I've written. And there's not, it's not anything that I can seem to change. And I have no idea why it's up there. Now, do I love the climate? Yes. Do I recycle? Yes. Do I believe that climate change is caused by human activity? Absolutely. Am I actually a climate change activist beyond minimize my own personal footprint? No. I feel kind of shitty about having that on there because I feel like it like way overstates my involvement and my impact and I can't change it. And it's so frustrating. She's like, oh, this makes you seem really like full of yourself. And I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't put this in. I don't know how to get rid of it. So if anybody's listening from OkCupid, can you like slip into our DMs here? Send a little note to Gen X podcast, G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com and tell me how I can get rid of that on my profile. Thanks. Strange. I don't have that on mine. OkCupid did like has had other things like that in the past. For example, they had a Black Lives Matter. Uh, they had a, a registered to vote. I think they had a, they had a, bun a bunch of different things. And yeah, I always felt like a douchebag when I had those on my profile. It seems so performative, even though I agree with all those things. I just I don't know. It just it felt too much. So ixnay on on that for me. Another thing for me in a similar vein is like people that are too woo woo, almost like the opposite of military, where they're like, I am a Wiccan who takes a forest bath every day when I walk out my back door into nature and I breathe it and consume mushrooms and become one with with all that is above and below. Like there's just uh, I, maybe that maybe there's a lot of those in Northern California where I am, but it just no, it, yeah, I think that comes too much. That's definitely probably also you're seeing a lot of that because you're only swiping on women. I see a lot of women who you know are talking about like their favorite crystals and their sign and their you know witchy properties, and you know I like to get witchy and crystals are pretty and I will definitely burn some incense, but like, yeah, I feel like any kind of religion, even if the religion is the cool one, I'm just kind of like, nah, that's nah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because I do practice a religion, but I try to kind of keep it on the DL because I know that there's so many people that are just like, and I'm doing the thumbs down sign for those of you who can't see me, which is everyone except for Andy, um, <laughs> who are just like, like, I hate religion. I hate people being spiritual. I hate, you know, like I'm a complete atheist. 
Although I kind of will swipe away from people that are adamantly atheist. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of that where it's just like, I, I'm okay if you're, a, a, again, I'm okay if you're atheist, but if you're like, I'm a proud atheist and I think that anyone who believes in any religion is a, is a moron, like I, like all that kind of like narrow mindedness, I am just not on board. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am an atheist. I sometimes joke that I am an evangelical atheist, but I do. That is a joke for me because it's not like I'm going to try to convince you not to believe in God. In fact, I feel like it's awesome that you believe in something because I wish I I wish I had that. You know, I wish that I had a belief system that like explained the world to me and helped me make sense of injustices and and stuff. I, I I would love to have that comfort when somebody dies to think that they're like on the other side of the rainbow fucking bridge. But instead, I just think, well, that was nice. And then now it's over. Like, and I don't have a whole like belief that there's like the afterlife. So yeah, I guess the, the thing that we have in common there is neither of us like to be judged or feel like somebody is overly negative towards other people's belief. Yeah, actually, I want to say one of my other, like my number one, you know, absolute deal breaker before I'll even swipe with somebody is like the Republican stuff or conservative tropes. My second number one no is a person whose whole profile is a list of their no's. Don't start off with all that negativity of telling me what you don't want and how, uh, you know, you're here, you know, for realness and you don't want me to waste their time. I'm like, I haven't even like thought about whether or not I want to swipe with you and my time is valuable too. And you're already giving me this attitude before I've even swiped or matched with you about how precious your time is. And like, you don't want me to waste it. Like it's just like that whole, that negativity and that laundry list of what they don't want is like my least favorite kind of profile. Is that mostly women? Cause I see that all the time as well. And I think it is women who are trying to filter out the number of people that are contacting them. I don't want any of this. And I spend a lot of time trying to filter through garbage, but you're saying no. you're shaking your head. So it's, so the answer is no. Yeah. Right? I, I've seen this. I've seen this on uh, women's profiles. I've seen this on men's profiles. I've seen this on couples profile. It, what, what I read from that is extreme negativity. And I guess like small dick energy. You know, it just seems like this is a person who is deeply guarded and insecure. And I just, ugh, no thanks. So you like people that have lived, laughed, love on their profile? No, I, I you know, not live, laugh, love, <laughs> but like, tell me, just give me like a hint, if you know, a hint of maybe your sense of humor. If you're funny, like, let me see like one sentence. Like I actually saw a profile the I liked the other day um, on field, of course, where the guy is like, you know, had kind of these goofy pictures and his profile said, dumbest bitch in LA. I'm a thousand feet tall, if that matters. And I was like, that's really funny because you see that over and over when like guys will put how tall they are, especially when they're shorter. Um, but they'll say, you know, I'm five foot 10, if that matters. And so, you know, he, you know, calling himself a dumb bitch I thought was funny saying he's a thousand feet tall also kind of funny and very like self-aware of like the medium he's on which is a dating app so 
I thought that was really funny. I swiped on him just for that, even though he wasn't physically my type. Um, aside from the tall thing, um, he was uh, completely bald, bald like an American eagle, and uh, had kind of like a doofy sort of demeanor. And the pictures weren't that hot, but he just seemed so funny. He seemed like somebody I'd want to hang with. So yeah, I swiped yes. He did not. He did not swipe on me. So whatever. <laughs> You're way out of his league. Maybe he was scared too. I don't think so. I feel like I'm a I'm a nice solid seven in most people's thing, which means I'm not too scary. I, I would say. Well, yeah. I, I think the self awareness is sexy in and of itself, and I think that that is something too. Like, I don't know. It's having some of that in your profile. I think is a um, is is just a is a big is a big thing i mean it's a big like oh my god you're like aware that hey you're not you know you're not a generic clone i mean i get that a a lot with some of the people up here and this is in fucking northern california ground zero for weirdness and yet there are some people that are just like clones of of each other like i can't tell 20 percent of the people in the dating app i could not tell them apart with a gun to my they're just there's nothing interesting about their profile or their pictures or anything like that. I, I, I yeah. think like genericism for me is a, is a, is a deal breaker. I'm swiping away. Yeah. But like, I'm okay with vanilla. Like I always say like, you know, good vanilla is actually like flavor wise, like in an ice cream or something, good vanilla is really hard to do. So I don't mind a person who's vanilla, but I want them to be like, really good vanilla so like you know maybe you know you dress kind of boring but you have this really interesting career or um you have an interesting point of view or maybe you are sexually into kind of like you know boy girl missionary stuff but you also um want to watch some weird like tentacle porn with me not that that's my thing but I guess vanilla with some toppings. I want some rainbow sprinkles on top of a boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can dip their thing in chocolate fudge for you, I suppose. Oh, oh now you got me thinking of Magic Shell. Remember Magic Shell? Oh, yeah. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of sex, you can at least have that ice cream. Exactly. Okay, so we talked about deal breakers before you even match. Let's talk about deal breakers on a first date. Like when you're actually sitting face to face or maybe screen to screen, because it's still COVID times and not everybody's vaccinated yet. Stay safe, sexy exes. If you are having a conversation with somebody with words instead of thumbs, what are some of the deal breakers that can come up on a first date? The obvious one is is no chemistry where they've misrepresented themselves or seem different or just there's just no chemistry but that's that that's an obvious not obvious ones are things like that that they seem disinterested they just they're not there to like find out anything about or they ask me like no questions where i'm like carrying the conversation that to me is like the deal breaker if they're like i don't know insensitive or impolite or like telling like really off-color jokes or anything like that that is also a deal breaker we have uh, a friend i have a friend who uh likes to bring a card game on first dates and the card game is like this intimacy 
game with a bunch of like icebreakers on each card. And there are these questions that you ask to get to know each other. The game is called We Are Not Strangers. For my taste, I feel like the questions maybe are too intimate for a first date sometimes because they get a little bit deep, but they're Apparently is a lot of science that like asking really deep questions on a first date can be intimacy building. There's some science around it. So I'm curious what your thoughts are. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely that. Oh, right. All that stuff about, yeah, if you ask these, I forget what it is, 20 questions or 100 questions or something like that, you'll have a, a very intimate connection with someone. I'm not sure if I 100% believe that, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If people started asking me, if people brought in a card thing on a first date, I would, I don't know, I guess I'd play along, but I would think it would be a little odd. Yeah. I remember uh, another friend bought a similar box and I was like, oh my God, this is a breakup in a box. Like some of the questions are, are what, what is the thing that you wish that you could change about me or something? And I was like, oh my God, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. Um, would you? That's not on the first date. That's insane. No, right? Yeah, I feel it. I guess. So I think questions are important, um, but asking good questions, you know, you can ask um, if you're at a restaurant, you can ask, are there any foods that you don't eat? And that can like spark a conversation about like maybe weird things that you've eaten on trips or, um, you know, times where like funny stories where you ate something and it didn't agree with you or, but don't go into like, gross diarrhea territory first date. You can also tell a lot if you're at a restaurant by how somebody treats the wait staff. Oh if yeah. Somebody is a dick to the person serving you drinks. Run. Run, 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 run. Uh, yeah. if they don't absolute deal breaker. If rude to anybody on your date, whether it's the valet or the wait staff or the bartender, even if that person is snippy with them, there's no way on a first date they should, or ever they should be being rude to service staff, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Do you ever talk about sex or sexual experience on the first date? Like if they bring that up, is that a deal breaker? Um, it's not necessarily a deal breaker, especially depending on like the context of which app we met on. So like if we met on field, which is an app for people who are interested in sexual kinks or non-traditional relationships um, or non-traditional experiences like threesomes um, or polyamory. Oftentimes people kind of list out all of their kinks and what like they're into sexually on the app, or it comes up in conversation on text before we even meet. So if that's the context, that's kind of okay because that's the app that I'm meeting them in. If I was to get set up on a blind date with somebody, I feel like bringing up sex on the first date, unless the chemistry is going incredibly well, I think that that would be a little bit much. I think it's really like a weird thing to to like ask about like what your sexual history is on a first date. I would never, ever dream to ask a person's sexual history. And I would be really kind of offended and uh not interested in continuing the conversation if somebody asked me that all the women on bumble are always trying to talk sex on the first date give me an example i'm, to- I'm, t- I'm totally kidding they definitely oh. they, they <laughs> definitely never don't <laughs> i wouldn't know because i don't date women through bumble i, know, um, I date I them know. through her 
Oh, which brings me to another like instant deal breaker. If I'm matching with women and they have super duper long, pointy nails, I'm like, oh, okay. You're one of those kind of chicks who is into me going down on you or doing hand stuff on you, but you're not going to reciprocate. Not with those dragon claws. No, thanks. Um, Hello, princess. Yeah. Hello, princess. Do not apply. Yeah. Even if you're really hot, my days of doing all the work are over. (laughs) People that don't watch. TV are definitely on a, like a, a go away for me because and this sometimes comes up on the first date where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm spending all my time doing all this other stuff. And it's like, I don't I don't even own a TV. Those those folks. And I'm like, eh, I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> like, I, how can- I don't know. I watch it. I watch a lot of TV, but I did have a, a situation a couple years ago where my TV broke and I didn't replace it for like almost a year. Now, I still watch TV on my computer. And guess what? Those fucking people watch TV too. They're just not calling it TV because they're watching it on their computer. Maybe, but these are people that are like, yeah, I've, I keep hearing about this Game of Thrones thing and I've never, you know, never checked it out. What is that? Stay in the culture loop. Even if you don't watch a popular show, like, you know what the hell it is. People that are out of touch, I think I'm generally not not going to be into. I mean, this is I think this is the whole thing with people in our age group in particular, people that don't seem like they're still growing or still young at heart are just very hard to relate to and and feel like, oh, that, you know, we're going to have a good time and it's going to be sexy and it's they just feel stodgy and old like we were talking about on the. Uh, too old to fuck episode it's like oh well if you're too like stodgy and old and set in your ways you know fucking a parent like no one's into that like i still want to feel like i'm youthful and kind of in the know on some shit like sure i'm a man in his early 50s so i'm not going to know everything about every pop culture but be kind of engaged and involved so that we can i mean this isn't even just about dating like Oh no, this is this is like, 100% about life. Hopefully in the loop just so that you yeah, just so that you are still in society. You know, maybe TV is not your thing, but like to not watch any shows ever? I mean like imagine never going to the theater if you lived like in Shakespeare's era and I'm just like I'm just not that into the theater and like you're missing the pop culture that your whole century is probably going to get defined by. So you're not, you're, you know, you don't have to watch every show. You don't have to watch every show to completion, but at least have a sense of like, what the fuck? Like, are you not going to listen to new kinds of music either? If you're not paying attention to the world and enjoying it, what the fuck are you doing here? There's a lot of people who have told me, oh, I haven't bought an album since 1995 or I haven't listened to any new music since 1995. Whoa. Get back in your time capsule there, uh, Austin Powers. Are you a deal breaker based on astrological sign kind of person? Nope. Are you? That's a complicated question. The answer is okay. yes and no. Do I believe astrology is real? No, but 100% yes. So I do have that to filter out people from certain astrological signs. Unfortunately, okay, what are your what are yes, your astrological are. signs that you don't like? I generally filter out all the water signs. I am an air sign, so I did not mesh well with water sign. My ex-wife 
was a water sign. And I feel like I had two decades of that. I don't need, I don't need that anymore. People that are. What about friends? Can you be friends with water signs? Absolutely. Yeah. I have a lot of like, I have a lot of friends that are water signs. Uh, I just can't date them because I find that I am too brusque and uh, they are too sensitive. So I think that there's flashes there. I broke this rule back in December and went out with a cancer sign who by the end of the weekend was crying at the restaurant that that we were on our date on. And I'm like, this is yeah. why I don't break this rule. I can't, I can't deal. I have been told my whole life that Scorpios are the most, oh my God. And like, that's the perfect match for me. And I definitely date Scorpios. And I literally dated a Scorpio who we put each other to sleep in terms of like our sexual chemistry. We had zero. <laughs> so I don't know. I, a million years ago, uh, redesigned the site for astrology.com. And in that experience, I found out that it's kind of all bullshit, that it's just positive affirmisms wrapped around some stereotypes that everybody seems to have agreed upon. I think you've been talking to me long enough to know that I'm not a super sense, overly sensitive, and I'm probably not going to end up crying at any restaurant, no matter what happens. And I'm a cancer. <laughs> I I should take off those filters. I'm I'm embarrassed admitting this here as as a person who has a graduate degree and a fairly high IQ and those kinds of things. <laughs> but I still I want to believe. Maybe maybe you should do some scientific more scientific inquiry because it sounds like you're doing some you've you've made some judgments and now have some limiting beliefs based on anecdotal evidence and very small sample sizes. So I, I phoned a friend who uh, goes on a lot of dates, says that his mnemonic for remembering what not to talk about on a date is rape. Trigger warning, trigger warning. Rape is an acronym for religion, abortion, politics, and exes. And those are the things that you should never talk about on a first date. Of course, his joke is if you get confused and can't remember what those letters stand for, just mutter under your breath, rape, 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 and that'll do the trick. Just kidding. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. I don't. Uh, so for me, like someone mentioning their ex wouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker. Actually, I don't think anyone mentioning any of those things would necessarily be a deal breaker. If we get into a long discussion, a repeated long discussion about someone's ex, then yes, I think that would be a deal breaker. Clearly, you're not over that. I don't think uh, I think some of those could be really interesting topics of conversation if you're trying to probe around. Now, I don't know if you want to get into like deep policy. So want to get a sense of who you are. And sometimes asking a deeper question is better than, you know, oh, so what do you do for work? Or what's, have you seen any good TV lately? Like that kind of stuff is just surface level. And maybe this was the whole thing with the cards, was trying to get past surface level, non, you know, these non-conversations that aren't revealing about who a person is. So sometimes maybe rape is the way to go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. Not like that, of course. We're not advocating rape. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> We're advocating I'm, I'm, against rape, which I think everybody no can get down. <laughs> no rape. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, I like it when people don't necessarily go 
right to the thing. Like, instead of saying like, what do you do for work? Uh, which is kind of boring and basic, like maybe like asking what are the things that give them joy? Like what, what are passion projects or what, what, what's the thing that you're focused on these days that makes you excited to get out of bed every morning? Dating, getting on the dating apps. Yeah, dating, dating. Well, hey, dating can be exciting and it is a reason to get out of bed or get back into bed. <laughs> you're playing your cards right. If you like this podcast, Sexy Exes, please give us a review. We're trying to grow our audience and every review really helps us. Submit your review on any of your favorite platforms like the Apple Store or Google Play or anywhere that you download this podcast. And be sure to smash that subscribe button and hear us every week. Yeah. And give us five stars. Even if you think we're only worth four stars, like we need the validation. Just give us five. <laughs> Okay, Sexy Xs, our Better Living Through Technology segment today is on an interesting and unusual product that can enhance your sex life. And that product is, drumroll, Spotify. What? Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. Okay, so how can Spotify help your love life? Well, I'll tell you, Sexy Xs, it can help in a couple of ways. First and foremost, it's nice to have playlists that get you in the mood. I have a playlist that I put together that gets me zhuzhed up on date night. And it starts with, I can't wait by new shoes. Yeah. That's my fucking go-to for getting dressed and getting, going out on a date or going out with on a night of, you know, fun with my friends. But when I want to feel like getting excited to go out, uh, I start my, I can't wait playlist on Spotify. Then if I get lucky and I bring somebody back home, I've got playlists for romantic time. I've got a playlist for new sex. I've got a playlist for new sex flow and uh, all kinds of good ambient mood setting playlists to uh, shower potential romantic partners with. What's the difference between your regular romantic list and your new sex playlist? Are there special things in the new sex playlist or are they basically the same? Yeah. Yeah, the new sex one. I mean, there are definitely some overlaps, but the new sex playlist has some juicy, dirty songs that like talk about really graphic stuff and are kind of like hot for like getting in that moment. That's not for everybody. And I don't play it for everybody, but it does it for me. And when I'm feeling like time to get dirty and nasty, like I have a playlist for that. How do you know which one to do, whether it's slow or fast? I mean, how do you know how to make love to a person slower, fast, kind of feel it out, right? Yeah, but do you change it like in the middle? Like you're kind of like <laughs> flowing into it and then it's like, oh, this is getting dirty. I have Alexa. And so I, I have, I have, the, I can think of one occasion where I had some, something else on and then I was like, okay, Alexa, play new sex. <laughs> And it would like went into my dirty, dirty, dirty girl mode, <laughs> which uh, I think my date appreciated. Yeah, I have a similar thing. And this actually kind of begs for Alexa or Google Home or something like that, where you can 
kind of set up different playlists and different moods. So I have it also set up with like lighting, but I only have really one. I have one general playlist that is for all of romantic time, kind of in the mood time. And maybe I need to branch out and get a little, uh, have some different moods, some different feels in there. And I do have other playlists for like when people come over that are sexy, but not sexual things that are like, hey, this is kind of groovy. And you wouldn't necessarily think of them as being overly sexual because you don't want to like mash someone with that as soon as they walk in the door. You want to ease people into it unless you're coming back from like a first date and you're like, you know, ripping each other's clothes off as you get into the foyer deeper into your house or apartment. I mean, that's that's a different situation. But if someone's coming over for dinner, start with like sexy, but not sexual music is my advice there. Oh, for sure. And but I think like you, thinking about music as a tool in your dating repertoire, you know, first, you can have conversations about the concerts that you've been to. You can like talk about the kind of music you like, why you like it, how it makes you feel who you saw, where and when. I think there's so much great conversation about like different scenes that you might have been involved in over the years, or maybe you were even a band. That could be cool too. So talking about music can be romantic and sexy and a great way to get to know a person. And playing music together can, one, serve as a nice backdrop to some romantic times, but it can also mask things. Like if you need to like take a quick bathroom break before Getting into some naked time, having music playing can give you a little bit of uh, air cover uh, in case you really need to do a number, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then don't forget, music can also be cool to help a person connect with you emotionally and can allow you to say the things that are hard to say because music is the language of emotion. Back in the olden days, when a, a person really liked you, they made you a mixtape. A mixtape was like this little dumb cassette thing. And they usually like back then, like they had to sit by the radio and wait for certain songs to come on and then press record real quick uh, in order to get all of the different songs. So crafting a mixtape back then was like a n- real actual labor of love, very time consuming. Now it's super easy to just do a search on Spotify for the songs that you want to Say the things that you can't say and put it into a collection of 10 songs to give somebody. And uh, I think like, you know, when I was dating Blaine, one of the first signs that there was more potential after our first and second date was that we both wanted to make mixtapes for each other. And I thought that was really cute and romantic. And, you know, we we laughed and, uh, you know, wondered if it was too soon to give each other mixtapes after like a second date. But it felt cute and nice. And so we did. And it was a really lovely way to share new music with each other and uh, get into each other's life. It was, it was very romantic. I've done that even after a first date where it was like, oh, like I made a I made a playlist that reflected that first date for us because we went out to the beach on like a Sunday afternoon. So I put like a bunch of beachy songs and like, hey, Sunday afternoon and all those kinds of things. I was really feeling it. And so, and that, that led to, yeah, a woman I dated for a couple months. And that was, that was kind of awesome. Here's another great thing with Spotify that 
something that you can do with uh, a partner or a lover is make a collaborative tape or a collaborative playlist. Each of you put your sexy songs on one playlist so that you can have that to listen to during your sexy time fun. Or it can be, especially if you have different musical tastes, that could be something where you're introducing each other to your different musical tastes and different songs and those kinds of things like, oh, you know, hip hop gets me really hot. I really like Drake. I really want those kinds of songs. And maybe that's not the other person's big thing. So how do you how do you mix that up? Well, you do it through a collaborative playlist where you invite someone else to collaborate on a private playlist. Tying back into our topic of the, of the evening, have you ever ended things with somebody because of their musical taste? No, but I've thought of it. <laughs> I have Some I people... broke up with a guy once who was way too into Pearl Jam, just way too into Pearl Jam. I mean, I like oh. Pearl Jam, sure, but like I'm not gonna like follow them around the country. He every like random bootleg um co- live concert recordings. And if Eddie Vedder was on or speaking, like he would just shush me and be like the voice. Like, okay. Oh, Jesus. See that your uh, your heart is already quite captivated elsewhere. So I'm just going to say goodbye. <laughs> My friend married a man who was that, except even worse than Pearl Jam, it was the Dave Matthews band. And he followed oh. Dave Matthews around. <laughs> it went to all these concerts and all these bootlegs. And yeah, it was like, oh, my God. Why are you doing this? Why don't do this? Don't do this. I should have stood up at their wedding and been like, "Don't do this." I, I, I object to this to this marriage. But no, I've never, I've never broken up with someone because of their musical tastes. I have thought less of them, however. <laughs> All right, so you might not get judged, or you might not get dumped, but you will get judged. <laughs> But let, better to find out now if your musical compatibility is there. I say, like, play your fave, be shameless about it. And if they like what you like, probably a good sign that you have a lot of other things you'll be able to enjoy together. So our last segment of the episode is unsolicited advice. And we're giving unsolicited advice about top tips for first dates and just as a teaser we're going to talk all about first dates in an upcoming episode but first yeah let's hear some of our our best andy how about you well i'm just gonna say the number one with a bullet do not bring up on your first date your medical history that is way too much information for a first date and i've had people give me not just like sexual health stuff, which, you know, I'm kind of interested in knowing, but I don't even need to know that yet. But like weird bacterial infections or foot funguses or, you know, everybody's got something. And, you know, I'm not saying it, it's going to be a deal breaker for me if you have some congenital thing or like, you know, you were born with three, you know, thumbs or something. Three but testicles. I don't want to know about it on the first date. <laughs> I don't want to know about it on the first date. The only time it's appropriate to bring something up like that on a first date is if it's something that I have asked you about. And by the way, if I've asked you about something 
that makes you uncomfortable on a first date, it's okay for you to say, you know, I'd rather talk about that once we're getting to know each other a little bit more down the road. Let's talk about something else tonight. Right now, I'd rather hear more about you. That's a great way to turn it around. If somebody asks something that's like too, too much information for, that you, you feel comfortable sharing, but please, for the love of God, do not offer me your medical history on a first date. Similarly, I would say, do not give me your full dysfunctional family history on the first date. All of our families are fairly dysfunctional in various ways. I don't need to know everything about Uncle Homer's strange fascination with earwax and how he uh, talked to you about that too much as a child. And now you have a weird thing about earwax. I don't need to know that on the first date. I think there's a happy very medium. very specific. <laughs> well, I, I, I really just made that up out of whole cloth. I don't know why I was <laughs> thinking about it. But I think there is a happy medium between small talk and getting TMI. But I think somewhere in the middle is what are the things that you value as a, as a person? What do you like to do? What are the things that you, that you're, what are your aspirations? What do you, looking for in a in a mate although i wouldn't go super deep into that either in case they're not that person so i i think if you can find that like sweet middle spot i think is where the best first date conversations happen yeah like goldilocks not too much not too little keep it just right Sexy exes we're gonna end there with this teaser for an upcoming episode on first dates and we'll get into all the gory details and all of our tips and tricks coming up soon so stay tuned mash that subscribe button so you don't miss out and don't forget oh and give us a review yes to give us a review on your favorite platform that would be awesome until next time we'll talk to you later until next time we'll talk to you later no, we won't talk to you later, I guess. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we'll be haunting your dreams until next time. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe we'll be Stay haunting sex. your dates until next time. That would be. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could? If we were like a, a ghost app that you could like install and we could follow people around and sit on their shoulders, giving them. I would love to have you in my ear on uh, some of my dates. I would Andy. love so... to serenade to Bergerac your dates. That would be so fun. Totally. Totally. That would be amazing. But this is the best we can do for now, given our existing technology. I mean, I guess we could do that, but it'd be kind of weird. Yeah, I, I feel like little, that's, an, that's a step too far. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, you have this podcast and hopefully it yes. warms you wherever you are, whatever date you're on, whatever terrible situation you're in. Dating wise or relationship wise. No, dating is fun. Remember, it makes you get out of bed in the morning. Oh, right. Oh, right. Have I fun, do. sexy exes. Have fun. Okay, sexy exes. Thanks for listening to Gen X. We'd love to get to know you. Got feedback or comments on the show? Want advice on a situation in your life? Email us, genxpod at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Whether you're Generation X, Z, or Gen Y not, we want to hear about you. What grinds your gears? What gets you off? And what do you love and hate about dating and relationships in this crazy world? 
Until next time, be excellent to each other.